0: Good morning, everybody. My name is Jenny Seibel. I'm one of the pastors here at Emanuel Anglican Church. It's really good to be with you this morning, even if via the podcast. If you didn't hear, we had to cancel our Sunday morning service because of a staff COVID exposure, but we are able to be with you in other capacities due to the gifts of technology, and so we're really glad to be able to be with you in these different ways. This morning, I'm going to Read to you from the Gospel of Mark in chapter 10, starting in verses 13 through 16. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up into his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your presence here this morning, for your Holy Spirit that spans not only distance, but time that when we're separated in body, Lord, it's a reminder of how um, you connect us. You are the thing that is similar to us. And you surpass all that might seek to separate us in this life. You are the great connector of all of us. And so we sit this morning with you, with your spirit, reading these words about how gentle you were, how you drew the youngest among us to yourself, would you be that present this morning with us, Lord? Would you be that close, that comforting? We thank you, Jesus, that you are who you are. What a blessing it is to worship you and to know you and to know you this intimately, Lord. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. We're continuing on in our journey through the Gospel of Mark, and in particular in the last few weeks in a section in Mark about what it means to be a disciple. We've seen over the last few weeks that growing in discipleship is not about becoming the greatest or ascending in leadership and power, but about the radical de of yourself in your relationships and in the world, considering others better than yourself, as Paul put it in Philippians. We've seen this in several different kinds of relationships in the last few weeks in these texts. Jesus just preached right before this text we read this morning on the permanence of marriage. So we see this decentering of self in relationships with spouses and significant others. Also, two weeks ago in um, a text about people we might perceive as our enemies. And now we're seeing, actually for the third time, Jesus talk about how important it is um, for our relationships with children. To elevate them and to decenter ourselves. So, why does the gospel writer include this story? It's a really nice story. Like, I'm really glad that it's in the Bible, but it's it has to say something to us, you know. It's not just a good reminder that Jesus uh, liked to snuggle babies like that. <laughs> that is very nice in and of itself, but there has to be something like deeply meaningful, um, that this story became included in the life of Jesus through the, the biography of Mark. So we're going to talk about what it means that Jesus took little children into his arms. Why does this story matter in a section of texts on discipleship? And what does it mean that we're told to become like children, or else we'll never enter the kingdom of God in a very Um, sweet little section of text, there is a kind of deep warning within it. So um, we're going to examine those things this morning. First, we're going to ask the question, what does the kingdom of God have to do with children? And then we're going to talk about the, the discipleship of being with children and the discipleship of becoming like children. So what does the kingdom of God have to do with children? Children have a very literal role in the kingdom of God, as we'll see, but they also play a sort of metaphorical role. They're like avatars for the lowly, according to the worldly standards. Children show us what the kingdom of God is like, who it belongs to, how it works. The socio-political context of Jesus's world was political and economic subjugation, military conquest and occupation, heavy taxation, terrorism. It was not a great time to be alive. The Roman rule they lived under was one of scarcity and fear, especially if you were already vulnerable to begin with. There were no programs to protect you, no one to advocate for you. Your worth was based on money and based on honor. So poor kids, you know, kids can really do nothing to gain wealth for themselves or for their families. And they're not generally ones to bring lots of honor to themselves either. If you've ever been around a small child, um, they will dishonor themselves and you in public pretty quickly. Um, and we love them for it, obviously, these days. But um, for Jesus' day, kids were not honorable creatures. Jesus is proclaiming a rule that is fundamentally different than Rome's rule. It's not one of scarcity and fear, but one of abundance and empowerment of the lowly. The message version um, in this text says, These children are at the very center of life in the kingdom, which I love. And I think says exactly what Jesus is trying to say here. That it's exactly their inability to achieve in normative adult ways that centers them in the middle of God's affections. Kids need the most And God loves it when we need him. It's the exact posture he wants us to be in. Children help us identify that discipleship in God's kingdom is not defined by status, but by relationship, our proximity to those who need care. One of the things we learn from this text is that being with children is an act of discipleship. Being present to children, ministering to children, protecting children is essential to the life of the disciple. This is important, y'all. In the passages we've been reading over the past couple of weeks, this is the third passage where Jesus talks about the importance of children and the significance of their protection by his disciples. This is not a small matter to him. Children are not a small matter to Jesus. We have to get out of our heads this sort of politician view of Jesus here, like Jesus out kissing babies in a blue suit. Like That was not what this was like. Rabbis didn't have much to do with children. This would have been a really strange scene, actually. And the disciples shooing people away was exactly what they were supposed to do in this era. What Mark is showing us here is that there's something about caring for children that is essentially Christ-like. I love this passage because sometimes we have to infer what Christ-like is or means or what Jesus would do in a certain scenario. And we don't have to ask what Christ would be like around kids, what he would say about loving and caring for children. This is important for us to know and witness in the person of Jesus, especially so because he was a single person. And even more especially so because he was a single male. So men, it is Christ-like for you to love and care for children. The language used here, took them up into his arms, is a phrase that was basically exclusive to women in this era. Jesus here is liberating the work of caring for and loving children from exclusively a woman's job, to the job of women and men, to anyone who wants to be a disciple. The work of women is now equated with the work of Jesus himself. He liberates it to be all of our work. If we want to follow him, we have to love children. In Jesus, being in relationship with and taking care of and ministering to children becomes one of the prime ways we can demonstrate what the kingdom of God is like. And being a parent is just one way to do this. Ask most people and they'll tell you that some of the most influential people in their life was an adult they knew when they were a kid. This is true of my own story. Many of you have heard this, these details before, but um, I became a Christian in middle school through a ministry um, that a teacher ran, a teacher at the middle school. And my family didn't go to church, so she started picking me up every Sunday for church. And she did that every Sunday until I got my license, and I picked up her for church. <laughs> and um, and that was my life. Um, She changed my life forever. I wouldn't be where I am today without her. I certainly wouldn't be talking to you here and now without her. Her discipleship in ministering to a young person changed my life. It doesn't make it any less painful, though, if you desire to have your own children and for whatever reason don't. And I just want to say that that desire in you is real whether it is your own children or not. It's your call as a disciple to love the vulnerable among us. It's a deep thing in you and Christ calls it out in you and loves it about you. I know many of you are probably thinking this. (laughs) We don't have a problem with caring for children as a society on the whole. What we have done is we've overcorrected and children are now very much at the center of our lives. And you're not wrong in many cases. We ought not to miss Jesus's point here that the rule of God is not like the rule of this world. We have to constantly readjust our values from the world's values to the values of God. What we've done is we've taken this mentality of caring for children and we've distorted it to sort of center our children in such a way that their happiness becomes an idol. And I'm not here to tell you how to parent, I'm no expert. And this is really nuanced stuff. What I am here to tell you is that your child's proximity to Jesus is the most important thing. It's the most loving thing. And if busyness, if soccer or track or IB programs or expectations of achievement are decreasing your child's proximity to Jesus, a reevaluation needs to happen. So, being with children is an act of discipleship. So is being like children. Like children doesn't mean to we have to be innocent or good, although those things are nice. Um, it means essentially to be radically dependent. The phrase that he uses: people were bringing, uh, people were bringing the little children to Jesus indicates a passivity on the part of the child they were being brought to him it ought to be understood that they were incapable of going to Jesus themselves either by their actual abilities possibly they were infants um, or that they were being pushed out by adults or the disciples as it tells us in this scenario the word for children here could mean infants all the way up through adolescence so it's interesting for me to imagine um you know, young teenagers being brought in and pushed away. In a world where studying Torah and doing good deeds was how you were right with God, Jesus is making a radical statement here about the initiating love of God. It isn't what you do that makes you earn the love of God. It's the fact that you exist that's the reason for God's love for you. I don't think Jesus is saying here that you don't get to be a part of the kingdom of God if you're not like a child, like you don't get an invitation. He says you will never enter. And it's like he's saying you won't be able to see it unless you recognize your own radical dependence like a child. And until we recognize our own dependence, the kingdom of God is like a door we can't see and thus cannot enter. Becoming childlike is the greater and greater understanding of our utter dependence on God and our inability to change the way he feels about us. The beautiful thing about the discipleship of becoming like a child is that when you're able to admit your own dependence, you're more likely to recognize a kinship with these other dependent people, with the least of these. Jesus even knew how dependent he was on the Father. He said it over and over again in the Gospels. And it united him with those who had the same dependence upon others. Children, sick people, people with disabilities. Some of us this morning need to spend some time thinking about, recognizing our own dependence upon God. Independence is such a sign of strength in our world. And I, I grew up as a kid feeling... Uh, trapped in my situation, and so independence was an idol for me. There was nothing greater in this world. I remember, um, you know, being fairly young and thinking that the greatest thing in the world was going to be having a driver's license and having my own car because I wouldn't be held down in my situation any longer. And that, like, childlike kid feeling is still true for me today. The ability to take myself. Out of any situation that I want to independently choose uh, to withdraw if things get hard. That sort of like personal life independence is really deeply ingrained in me and it feels really good. It feels strong. In a world where things were chaotic for me as, as a young person, independence feels like strength. Dependence feels like weakness. But the opposite is true in God's kingdom. Dependence upon God is our strength. I remember learning about how young the disciples really were many years ago, and that John, Jesus' disciple, was likely the youngest, probably somewhere around twelve or fourteen. And it totally changed how I saw the the scene between John and Jesus and the Last Supper in John's Gospel. In this scene, John is leaning against Jesus' chest as he's about to pray over all of them and talk about how he's going to have to go and send the Holy Spirit. And I just think about how safe Jesus must have felt, how open he must have been for John to lean against him. And in this last verse of this text where it says, And he took them up in his arms, and he laid his hands on them and blessed them. I think it's so lovely to think of Jesus holding infants. What a tender and sweet image. But I think we'd also do well to imagine older children or ourselves at some age where we would be able to look at him and recognize him and remember him later on, what it would feel like to be brought to him and held by him and prayed over by him and blessed by him the feeling of Jesus looking at you and loving you and giving you what your child-like heart needs the most, which is love and blessing, for Jesus to give that right to you. This is who he wants to be for you. This text is, is meant to send us to a place where we can imagine being in that kind of space with Jesus, being utterly dependent upon him like a baby with her mother. He wants to be that tender, that gentle and open to us. And it's also how he wants us to be for others, that tender, that gentle, and that open. Many of us are clenched so tight and and cannot love the people around us in the way that we feel called to and, and know that we ought to. And I believe that for myself, and I'm sure it's true for you as well, if that's the case. It's because those fists are clenched in our quiet times, too. In our prayers. To release ourselves, to be loved by Jesus, feels so vulnerable. To admit our dependence, to feel like a child in in front of anyone, even Jesus, feels threatening at times. And the invitation here today is if you want to be the kind of person who is tender and gentle and open, we have to find Jesus as that. We have to find him looking at us with that kind of affection, that kind of love. Let it fill us up so that we can then give it away. This is our task as disciples and it is our inheritance as human beings. To be this dependent upon Jesus, to experience his unearned love and tenderness, and to see those who also live in that utter dependence as those for whom you were made to love. You are the child in Jesus's arms, and you are like Jesus when you take children into your arms, when you bring in the lost and the vulnerable and the ones who need you the most into your life, into your sphere of influence when you bring children in, you're like Jesus. And so what a gift this morning. I hope you have a child maybe near you that you can hug, um, or maybe one that you can FaceTime and tell them that you love them. Uh, what what a, a, a beautiful thing to be able to sit with Jesus. And I've been hearing so many hard things about the life of discipleship. And what a gift to sit with this and know that the the heart of the one who makes disciples looks like this, looks like um, so tender and parental and loving. So I pray that these words stay with you and sit with you and sink deeply into your heart this morning. We love you so much. So sorry that we were um, separated in body this morning and hopefully everything will be back to normal next week. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday. Hello, friends. This is Matthew, the lead pastor at Emmanuel Anglican Church in East Atlanta. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We are disciples of Jesus who are seeking his kingdom and the flourishing of our neighbors. And if you want to find out more about Emmanuel and what's going on, just hop over to our website. The address is Emmanuel, that's with an I, EmmanuelATL.org. Thanks so much. God bless you. Grace and peace.